0: coming up now on Established in the Faith. This is not a time in history for us to be slacking off, backing off, and backsliding, and doing other things. This is a day and age which we as children of God are supposed to draw closer to the Lord. If the trump of God sounds, would you go in the rapture? Would you be left behind? If you have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me, please, to the book of 1 Kings, the book of 1 Kings chapter 18, and when you find that spot, put your finger there and then turn to the book of James, James chapter 5, beginning first of all in the book of 1 Kings chapter 18. And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go and show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. And Elijah went to show himself unto Ahab, and there was sore famine in Samaria. Now reading James chapter 5 and verse 17. Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. I want to continue with the message we started last week. Elijah's weakness. Up to this particular happening, it has been three years since Elijah stood before Ahab and said there will be no dew nor rain these years but according to my word up to this point the farmers now can no longer grow any crops because the ground is so dry it's so cracked and parched There's not a green blade of grass to be found anywhere. The leaves on the trees are burnt up to a crisp. The animal kingdom is starting to die. Men and women are starting to die of dehydration and starvation. And we read there in... First Kings 18 and verse 1, that after many days, I want you to feel the anguish of God in that statement. All of this that was happening was so unnecessary. It did not have to be this way. God wants to bless His people. He wants to bless you. If some of you would let God catch you, He'd bless you. He wants to bless you. He wanted to bless Israel. But Israel had turned their backs on God to serve Balaam, a heathenistic God which they thought controlled the weather. And let me tell you this. Whenever you want something more than God, God will step aside when the great book of Revelation was given to John on the Isle of Patmos. In Revelation chapter 1, John was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and he heard a voice as of a trumpet behind him. And the Bible says that he turned to see the voice that spoke to him. And being turned, he saw seven golden candlesticks. If you look down in verse 20, you'll see that those candlesticks represent the church. And John said, Standing in the midst of those seven golden candlesticks was one like unto the Son of Man the Lord Jesus Christ. The book of Revelation opens up with Jesus Christ being in the center of his church. He is the center point. He is the focal point. He is the one that we are to come here and worship today. He is the one that deserves our attention. But by the end of the church age, the church at Laodicea, the Lord Jesus Christ would utter these words Revelation 3 and verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Jesus Christ is no longer in the center of the church, He's no longer the focal point. But He's pictured standing outside the church, knocking, trying to get in. If we want something else more than we do God, God will step aside. And this is what had happened to Israel. It scares me a little bit today when I see what's going on in our country. We don't want God in anything anymore. God is starting to lift his hand of protection on this country. God help us. But the Lord will not quit. He won't stop. He won't stop knocking on that door. He won't stop speaking. He said to the church at Laodicea, If any man will hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and sit with him and he with me. That speaks of relationship. Christianity is not a religion. It is a relationship. It is a relationship in which you talk to God every day. And God speaks to you through His Word. Glory to God. God wants to speak to you. This Bible right here is God's text message to you. And the Bible says that the Word of the Lord came to Elijah. Hearing the Word of God is the single most important thing that you can hear. Hearing the Word of God, reading the Word of God. Jesus said this is so important. He repeated it to all seven churches in the book of Revelation. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. What if we treated our Bibles like we did our cell phones? What if we carried it with us everywhere we went? What if we turned back to get it if we forgot it? What if we checked it for messages throughout the day? What if we used it in case of an emergency? What if we spent an hour or more every day using the Word of God? My friend, we'd be much better off Much better off. All right. I'm going to do a little meddling now. I've been pretty good the past couple of weeks. And I'm not one to meddle. It stirs up trouble. I get ugly phone calls and emails when I do this. And I don't like to do it. But just like Elijah, the Lord told Elijah, it's time for you to go see Ahab. And the Lord told me, he said, it's time for you to meddle a little bit. So it might get a little rocky the next few minutes. So just hold on. Put your steel-toed shoes on. God has a designated place for the preaching and teaching of his word. It's called The church. Well, you say, well, Brother James, I get my edification from Facebook. It goes out over the Facebook page every Sunday, and I tune into the service by Facebook. And I thank God for that. There are some of you that are shut in at home, you can't get out, and you need that. It's the others of you listening to me right now. I told you, it's, it's fixing to get rough. And some of you are going to say, Brother James, I ain't sending you no more money. Well, that's fine, because we've done good without it so far. I had a lady to tell me a few weeks ago. She said, Brother James, we didn't have any choice but to broadcast the service through Facebook. Several of the members in the church had COVID, and we, we had to shut things down, and that's the way we had to go. And there's nothing wrong with that. She said, Brother James, Sunday morning, I got up, I took a bath, I put on my Sunday clothes, I put on my makeup, I fixed my hair, and I sit down in front of that computer, me and my husband. He had on his coat and his tie and his Sunday clothes, and we sat there for that hour, and we gave God the hour that he rightfully deserved. We will not in there washing dishes, we will not vacuuming the floors, we will not doing other things, but we gave God his time. How many of you listening to the service by Facebook today? Are you giving God your undivided attention for one hour? Are you doing other things? Are you giving God what he rightfully deserves? Your undivided attention for one hour. Church is the place that God has designed For the preaching and teaching of His Word. Church is the place where we are to come and praise and worship God. And there's nothing wrong if the praise and worship gets a little loud. There's nothing wrong with you clapping your hands, raising your hands, saying thank you Jesus, praise the Lord. There's nothing wrong with that. But when it comes time to the preaching and the teaching of the Word of God, you are not respecting God when you're sitting there with a bag of tater chips eating while I'm trying to preach. And especially if you're sitting there trying to drink coffee and eat a donut because then I'm tempted to go back there and sit down and eat one with you. Are we giving God the respect and the reverence that He's due? All right, I'm going to meddle a little bit further now. I thank God for the equipment He has given our church to broadcast to the parking lot. The Lord has blessed other churches to do the same thing. But I have heard, and I thank God we don't have that problem here, but I've heard it said from other churches broadcasting to the parking lot. Mom and dad sitting in the car listening to the message while their kids are riding bicycles around the church. That's disrespectful to God. While others are sitting there playing on their cell phones while the preaching is going on. Are you really giving God your undivided attention? Are you really giving God the respect that is due Him? Examine yourselves. Let me say this. I understand The service going out over Facebook. People are sick. They're homebound and they watch it. But what about the rest of you? You were just in Walmart last night. You were just at the parade yesterday. But you hadn't been in church this whole time the COVID thing started. You don't want to come to church because you're afraid you might get COVID. But yet you'll go to the parade where thousands of people are standing around, no mask, no anything, you, you'll participate in that, but you won't come to church. Well, I'm watching it on Facebook. What about if everybody did that? Every one of you sitting in here today, what if you sit home and watch the service on Facebook? I would have nobody to preach to. The whole service today would be different if you were not here. And I thank God for every one of you that are here today. I want to say that because you might not be here next week after this sermon. If you don't come, I don't have anyone to preach to. That's the end of the media outreach. The church would have to close its doors. Paul said in Hebrews 10:25, We are not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. This is not a time in history for us to be slacking off, backing off, and backsliding, and doing other things. This is a day and age which we as children of God are supposed to draw closer to the Lord. Because he stands even at the door today. Are you ready? If the trump of God sounds, would you go in the rapture? Would you be left behind? When you hear the word of the Lord, you are responsible for that word. Are you hearing me? Let me say it again. When you hear the word of God, you are responsible for that word, putting it into practice, walking it out in your daily life. And most of the time, I found you ain't going to like what the Lord has to say. Let me say this The voice that you're listening to, that you call the voice of God, if the voice you're listening to agrees with everything that you want to do, chances are you're listening to self will and not the voice of God. You hear me? And the Lord spoke to Elijah, 1 Kings 18, verse 1. Go and show yourself to Ahab, and I'll send rain. This happened three years into the drought. But in James 5, 17, the Bible says it rained not on the earth for a space of three years and six months. What happened the other six months? You see, Elijah didn't have a problem when God spoke to him and said, Go to Cherith. I'm going to feed you with ravens. Elijah didn't have a problem with that. When the Lord said, Go to Zarephath, there's a woman, widow woman over there and her son, and she's going to sustain you. He didn't have a problem packing his bags and going. But when God spoke to him now and said, go show yourself to Ahab, it took Elijah six months, six months to do what God told him to do. Now what was going on during this period of time? I'm going to tell you what I think. When Elijah stood before Ahab and he said, There will not be any dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. You will find nothing in the Bible where it says that God told him to do that. So did Elijah do that out of self-will? Was he mad at the government? Was he upset over an election that didn't go quite right? Was he upset with the leadership? Was he doing this thing out of spite? Was he out of the will of God? I don't know, but he prayed and God honored it. It didn't it didn't rain those months. But was it God's best? How many times do we do things and we ask God for things and God honors it, but it's really not his best? This created a problem, see, because the Bible says that Ahab, that there wasn't a kingdom anywhere or nation. 1 Kings 18 verse 10, there was no kingdom or nation anywhere where Ahab sought not to seek for Elijah. Ahab had it in his mind. Elijah has stopped it from raining, and if I kill him, then that'll break the curse. I don't know, but Ahab wanted him something bad. and Elijah didn't want to die. The Bible tells us in James 5:17, that he was a man subject to like passions as we are. How many of you want to die? Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Elijah didn't want to die. How many are not coming to church right now because they're afraid they might get COVID and die? Only 45% of the American public now attends church since this COVID thing started. You think of that. He didn't want to die, maybe he was mad at Ahab, I, I don't know, it took him six months, but he did climb out over that thing, whatever the problem was, he, he overcame it, and I thank God for that, but that six-month period of time, the people did without. They did without water, they did without food, all this time that elijah was getting over himself people did without how much is the church doing without today i mean we've got a shortage of people in our churches today folks and i'm not talking about i'm not just just talking about friendship i'm talking about all across this country today there's a shortage of people in the pew there's a shortage of pastors singers and musicians and other functions in the church why they're scared to die of covid one thing but number two they're scared to die to self people don't want to go to church because they'll have to commit to something hey god forbid we commit to anything today over half the marriages today end in divorce A lack of commitment to each other because there's a lack of commitment to God. When you get to the bottom line, how many gifts, talents, and abilities are out there today that could be so beneficial to the church and the church has to do without? The church goes lacking because of self-will. People are afraid they got to give up something if they join the church. Oh, if I get involved in that, then I won't be able to go to the beach on Sundays. I won't be able to go to the mountains. I won't be able to go fishing. I won't be able to hunt. I won't be able to do this, that, or the other. Let me tell you what Jesus said. Jesus said in Luke nine twenty three, If any man come after me, Let him deny himself and take up the cross daily and follow me. Now that's what Jesus said. And I can imagine disciples sitting there hearing those words because today the cross has the idea of a necklace around a lady's neck or an emblem that's on a t-shirt, something of that nature. I'm taking up the cross. But when Jesus uttered those words to the disciples, there wasn't a place anywhere in the Roman Empire. You could go into a city and you saw men hanging on a cross. It was cruel. Let me tell you, when a man took up a cross, he was not coming back until that cross completely destroyed the flesh. And when Jesus said, you've got to deny yourself and take up the cross, he's talking about his cross. Take up the cross and follow me. But see, now that requires some commitment. And you got a lot of people today, they don't want to commit. God told Elijah to go and show yourself to Ahab. Elijah's like, well... I guess he's going to kill me now. That's what he was thinking. That was what was in his mind. But do you know Elijah is still alive today? He's one of two men in the Bible that have never died. God, I guess, honored a prayer. Honored his prayer that it rained not. Perhaps honored his prayer that he died not. But there's a dying to self that all of us have to participate in and it's the hardest thing there's no such thing as the super Christian every single one of us have weaknesses and issues and things that we struggle with and Jesus said you have to deny yourself take up the cross daily and follow me See, God's purpose in all of this, it had nothing to do with Elijah. It was all about a message to give to Ahab. A message that would lead to a sacrifice on Mount Carmel. And once that sacrifice was offered up, the drought was over. That sacrifice pointed to Christ and what Christ would do for us at Calvary. And church, when we get over ourselves, and start preaching the cross. The drought that's going on in our churches as well as our country will come to an end. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252 252- 299 42